Teal for a beautiful smile. The life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Well, it's lunch hour at the aircraft plant where Chester A. Riley is employed. And as usual, Riley and his co-worker and neighbor, Jim Gillis, are engaging in a verbal bout as to the merits of their respective sons. At the moment, Gillis has the floor. I'm true arguing with you, Riley. I ain't gonna say another word. Well, that's fine, Gillis. Now listen Why to me. Why waste time telling you what a clever genius my eggbait is? I'll keep it to myself. Fine. Now my, my junior... My eggbait is ten times as smart as your junior. Still, if I can't convince you, I'll just keep quiet. Gillis, will you stop keeping quiet and let me get a word in? <laughs> you give me a pain always bragging about your eggbert. And why not? I got a son to brag about. My egg bite's gonna go to boys camp this summer, free of charge. Uh -huh. And why? why? Because my egg bite ain't no ordinary boy. There's things about him that stand out, especially his ears. <laughs> Very humoresque. But I don't see your junior winning no contest. Contest? Sure. The kid who sells the most subscriptions on his newspaper route gets two free weeks at camp. And my egg bite's a sure winner. Well, gee, Junior's got a route, too, but he never said nothing about no contest. Of course not. That's because you ain't brung him up right. He's lazy. Lazy? My boy? Gillis, I'm laughing at that thing you're using for a face. <laughs> my boy ain't lazy. Why, he likes hard work just as much as I do. <laughs> All right, so he's lazy. But he'll get over it. Oh, no, he won't. It's a question of character, Riley. Character. Yeah, well, my junior's more of a character than your Egbert. <laughs> and I bet you he could win this contest if he decided to. And believe me, when I get my hands on him, he's going to decide to. do, son, is go out this coming week and sell the most subscriptions and you go to camp. It's a cinch. Camp would be fun, wouldn't it, Junior? But I'm not good at selling, Mom. Anybody can sell, Junior. Take me, for instance. When I proposed to your mother, I had to sell myself to her, didn't I? Why, I was such a good salesman to this very day she don't know she got rooked. <laughs> What's that? Uh, well, Junior, will you do it? Oh, I don't know, Pop. I just started a new route. But I... you'd like to go to camp, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, but... Oh, I get it. Yeah, you don't want to work for it. You expect me to put my hand in my pocket and come up with the dough for you. You don't want to get it the hard way. That's the hard way. <laughs> oh, Riley, why are you making such a fuss about a silly newspaper route? Peg, selling newspapers ain't silly. In this country of ours, we got a great tradition. You start as a newsboy and you can become president. When I was junior's age, I worked 14 hours a day selling papers. Well, you're not president. Give me time. 
All it takes is votes. Honest, Junior, I never thought you'd turn out to be a loafer. Oh, Peg, what a son you gave me. Well, I, I guess it can't hurt to try. Okay, Pop, I'll enter the contest. boy, Junior, I knew you'd come through. Ah, oh, Peg, what a son I gave you. <laughs> well, Junior, how do you stand in the contest? Twelve ahead, Pop, and the contest ends tonight. Well, yesterday you were ten ahead. Now you're only twelve? Oh, leave him alone. He's doing fine. He gained, too. Yeah, I don't... That's just it. It's simple arithmetic. If he keeps on increasing his lead by such a small amount every day, he's bound to lose. <laughs> I ought to help him. I'm his father. It's my maternal duty. Oh, nonsense. What makes you think you can sell any better than he can? Because I got a winning personality. Ever since I was a baby. Why, the day I was born, I smiled at the doctor, and that saved my father 50 bucks. What? Sure. The doctor took one look at my face and said to my father, Mr. Riley, I'd be ashamed to take money for delivering this. Waldo Binney. Oh, hello, Waldo. How's my little neighbor? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> Wife again? Yes. She caught me writing a poem about a new dress she bought. Mm -hmm. It's called, Your Dress is Like the Month of June. Well, gee, that sounds like a compliment. Why should that make her sore? Uh, well, uh, uh, I'll recite the whole poem for you. Uh your dress is like the month of june with its daffodils and clover but when you put it on my dear june is busting out all over ah we all got our troubles waldo oh junior still won't let you help with the subscriptions huh well how did you know about that well i happened to be passing your door and my ear got itchy so i scratched it against your keyhole <laughs> Waldo, I'm surprised. How could you listen at our keyhole? Well, it's very easy if I stand on my tippy toes. <laughs> Mr. Riley, if you think Junior needs your help to win that contest, it's up to you to get busy. It's your duty. That's right, Waldo. I ought to go out tonight and clinch it for him. But you see, my wife... Oh, so you're afraid of your wife. I thought you were the boss in your house. Well, in our house, there's no boss. That, oh. That's old-fashioned. We believe in the modern, intelligent way. Uh, give and take. My wife gives the orders, and I, uh... But there's no boss. No. <laughs> then you put your foot down. After all, your son's happiness is at stake. You're right, Waldo. I'll get a hold of one of Junior's subscription books on the QT and put this thing over for him. I saw one on his dresser. You know where his route is? The new subscriptions have to come from his own territory. Yeah, well, I'll find out. Let's go. There's work to be done. I'm putting my nose to the grindstone, and I'm keeping it there. Either I sell out the book... Or my name will be No Nose Riley. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty subscriptions. I'm leading by twelve, Egbert. Gee, you're a cinch to win, Junior. None of the other guys are even close. Oh, boy, I sure hope so. I want to show my old man. Gosh, my father will kill me. 
I didn't sell any. No kidding. I was wondering why you never called for the subscription book you left at my house. It's been lying on my dresser all week. I know. But I'm no good at selling. I'm too scared to talk to people. But I got credit for eight subscriptions. People in the Cloverdale district sent them in on their own. Gosh, the people on your Cloverdale route must be anxious to sign up if they do that. Oh boy, I'm sure glad nobody's canvassing in Cloverdale. Are you sure this is the right route, Mr. Riley? Well, sure, I'm sure. I found this subscription book on Junior's dresser, and it says Cloverdale. How can I make a mistake? Well, you know, to err is human. All right, so it's human, but what's that got to do with me? <laughs> now, let's go to work. Junior. Riley, where have you been? When I tell you, you'll both fall over. Have I got good news for you? Yeah, I got good news, too, Pop. The manager says I'm a cinch to win. I got 20 subscriptions. Allow me to correct you, son. Now you got 53. I've been canvassing your route, and I got you 33 more. 33? Why, Riley, you're wonderful. You ain't getting any argument out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Junior. I knew you couldn't lose with me in back of you leading the way. But I've had 33 subscriptions. How'd you do it? Well, I sold practically everybody in Cloverdale. And here's the book to prove it. Cloverdale? Yeah, sure, Cloverdale. Well, that's Egbert's route. That's his book. Now he beats me. He'll go to camp. But I was only... As your father, I... That Waldo, why don't he... I... What a revolting development this is. Teal has just brought you the first act of the life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. Watch out for gum line cavities. Use safe teal, the modern liquid dentifrice instead of toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. You see, out of every 10 adults, eight have receding gums. And when gums recede, parts of teeth are exposed which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. Now, those softer parts are easily damaged by regular use of toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. So the chances are eight in 10, you're risking those ground-in cavities daily, unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Now, teal is the only leading dentifrice that contains no abrasives. Teal, the liquid dentifrice, cleans teeth with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from ground-in gum-line cavities. The teal way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their sparkling best safely. Just follow directions on the package and ask for large family-sized teal and save money. T-E-E-L, teal, the liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. When Riley insisted on helping his son, Junior, win a two-week stay at camp by canvassing for newspaper subscriptions, Riley did phenomenally well, but on the wrong route. The result is Riley won the camp trip for Egbert Gillis, Junior's rival in the subscription contest. Right now, Riley is entering his son's room to beg his forgiveness. Hello, Junior. Oh, it's you. Well, son, what's new? 
Uh, how are you? Uh, did you say you was fine? <laughs> That's good. You know, son, it's a good thing to get together once in a while like this and have a gab fest. Ain't <laughs> it? Junior, please talk to me. <laughs> What's there to say? I'm sorry for what I've done, Junior. I deserve to be punished. Come on, punch me in the jaw. Come on, I deserve it. Right in the jaw. Oh, I don't want to punch you in the jaw. No, you're right. Punch me in the nose. (laughs) That's a better target. Please leave me alone. But I want to square things. Here, here's five dollars. Go on, take it. I don't want five dollars. Look, Junior, I know you can't stand the sight of my face, but what do you got against Abraham Lincoln's? <laughs> Please, Junior, forgive me. I forgive you. No, say it like you mean it. I forgive you. That's better. <laughs> you, you wanted to go to that camp awful bad, didn't you, son? Yeah. Well, don't worry, Junior. I'll make it up to you somehow. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll buy you a whole new outfit. Suit, shirt, tie, and hat, huh? No, I I don't need it. Well, sure you do. Just think, while all them other unlucky kids are running around in bathing suits in the country, you'll be right here, the best-dressed boy in the city. (laughs) Oh, leave me alone. I get it. You're through with me. Okay, have it your way, son. I'll give you a divorce. Where's Junior? Where's the paper? Riley, what's the matter? What's happened? Junior's going to camp. What? You mean he won the contest after all? No, no, not that camp. I borrowed some money to send him to another camp. I just can't stand to see the poor kid suffering like he is. Now, let's see the paper. I saw some ads in here for camps. Now, Riley, don't rush into anything. Stop worrying. Oh, here's the camp section. Look, somebody tore a piece right out of the camp section. But I can make out the important part of the ad. Camp Pinemere. Boating, swimming, horseback riding, wholesome food, $35 a week. Phone Central 6543. I'll do it right away. Campine Mere, Mrs. Griffin speaking. I just saw your ad in the paper. I beg your pardon, I can't quite hear you. Uh, I want to send my kid to your camp. Do you still have room? Oh, camp, yes. You call just in time. We have room for just one more. Oh, that's great. Uh, the name is Riley. What's that? Miley? No, 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 Riley, with an R, like in uh, Riley. Oh, oh, yes, Riley. And the address, please. 1313 Blue View Terrace. 1313 uh, Bellevue? No, 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 no. Blue View. Blue. Like in red, white, and blue. Oh, Blue View. Yeah. And what is a little camper's first name? Chester. I beg your pardon? Chester. Chester Riley. Oh, oh, yes, I have it. Well, thank you. Our bus will call at your house tomorrow morning at 10. That's fine. Goodbye, sir. Oh, Miss Jenkins, good news. We filled our quota. Fifty girls. (laughs) (laughs) Put 
this name on the list. The little girl's name is Riley. Esther Riley. <laughs> Junior, have you got all your stuff packed? The camp bus will be here any minute. Yeah, I'm all set, Pop. Gee, it's swell of you to fix it for me to go to this camp. <laughs> and you really forgive me, son? Oh, sure I do, Pop. You're tops with me. Oh, gee, thanks, son. Well, I, I packed a little lunch for you, Junior. Are you all ready? Oh, yes, Mom. Now remember, Junior, this is the first time you'll be away from home for so long. I want you to behave. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry, Peg. I guarantee Junior will be the outstanding boy in that camp. <laughs> and now, now, Junior, dear, I, I don't want you to fight with the other campers. No, 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 that, that's right, Junior. Don't fight. You, you, you ain't so hot with your mitts. If your fellow campers want to play rough, wrestle them. Uh, what kind of a camp is it, Pop? None of the guys ever heard of it. All I know is it's a very exclusive joint. This summer, you'll have something to write home about. <laughs> oh, gee, I, I hope I have fun. Junior, if you can't have fun at that camp, then you'll never have fun anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, there's the bus. Goodbye, Junior, dear. Oh, you can say goodbye outside. Come on, Junior, hurry up. We don't want to keep him waiting. Peg, take the duffel bag oh, right. and the tennis racket. Yeah. Don't forget the blanket. No, take no, the blanket. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The big brown valise. Where's the big brown valise? You're carrying it, Riley. Oh, well, take it, Peg. Now, come on, Junior. They're waiting. Peg, open the door. Peg. How can I? My hands are full. I gotta do everything around. We're coming. We're coming. Pop. Pop, look at that bus. Yeah, a greyhound. Hurry up. Come on. Riley, for heaven's sake, look. But that bus Come is on, Junior. Get in. Get in. Good morning, Mr. Riley. I'm Mrs. Griffin. Yeah, we're all ready, Mrs. Griffin. Fine. Now, where's little Esther? That's right. We forgot Esther. Junior, where's Esther? <laughs> uh, Peg, go get Esther and... Esther? Who's Esther? Riley, if you look inside that bus... Okay, you'll... I'm looking. I don't... <laughs> Holy smoke. Sissies with curls. <laughs> Listen, what kind of a racket are you running? Racket? I'll have you know Camp Pioneer is the best girls' camp in the state. Girls. Girls. Females of the opposite sex. <laughs> and you were going to send me to a girls' camp. A girls' camp. That's the meanest trick I ever heard of. Junior, wait. A girl's camp. Now, wait, Junior, dear, don't cry. A girl's camp. Oh, everything I do is wrong. Why couldn't I have had a son who's a girl? You? Uh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. I feel terrible. 
I wish I could dig myself a hole. You can, Riley, if you join our union. <laughs> Perhaps you'll work for me. I can use a live man. Oh, but you don't understand, Digger. I'm in trouble on account of my boy, Junior. Ah, yes. Boys are a problem. The other day, a group of hoodlums filched a sign from a bank and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. Why? What did the sign say? If we are closed and you wish to deposit something, slip it through the slot in the door. <laughs> I was mortified. Yeah, well, Junior didn't do anything bad. He was in a contest, and account of my mistake, he, he lost. Oh, the poor lad. I, too, once lost a contest through a misunderstanding. The rule said, tear off a box top and mail it. They disqualified me. Why? I mailed the top from the wrong kind of box. <laughs> now the poor kid will have to stay in this hot town all summer. Oh, dreadful. Everyone should go away for the summer. I always go to a farm. Ah, what fun. Helping the farmer milk the cows. Helping the farmer pitch the hay. Helping the farmer feed the piggies. I adore the farmer's daughter. <laughs> She's so gay. Well, things ain't so gay for my junior. Oh, that Egbert Gillis gets all the breaks. Why, Riley, I thought Mr. Gillis was your friend. How come he's letting his boy go to camp under false pretenses? He's no friend of mine no more. He's a scoundrel. A man like that should be put in his place. And I know just the place to put him. Uh, what do you mean? Expose him to the world. Show him up as a pretender, as a fraud. You're right, Digger. I'll show him up one of these days. Huh, thanks, Digger, for trying to help me. Don't mention it. I'm always the last man to let down a friend. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Camp bus is here. Where's my bag? Hurry up, Papa. No, 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 wait, Eggboy. I can't let you go to that camp. I've been thinking. Riley is my most belovable friend. And I can't take advantage of the dope. No, Junior Riley really won, and he deserves to go. But I want to go to camp. I want to go to camp. I want to uh, go to camp. Eggboy, I, wanna... I love you, darling. I worship you, sweetheart. But shut up, or I'll wham the daylight out <laughs> Now, come on. I'm going to tell the circulation manager the whole story. And that's the story, Mr. Bennett. You can see now that Junior Riley's the one who should go. Well, that's very decent of you, Mr. Gillis. And under the circumstances, we'll take both boys. Oh, gee, thanks, Mr. Bennett. Hey, look, there's Riley now. Oh, boy, I bet you he'll fall all over my neck. Hiya, Riley, old pal. Don't pal me, you no-good weasel. <laughs> Great kidder. 
Uh, Riley, uh, Mr. Bennett here is in charge of the contest. Yes, and, and uh, Mr. Gillis here has been telling me quite a story, Mr. Riley, about how his boy got all those subscriptions. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. But, Riley, I was telling it's him... It's a lie. Whatever that Gillis told you, it's a lie. Well, if that's the case, Mr. Riley, I'll ignore what Gillis said. No, no, wait, Riley, listen. I've done enough listening, Gillis, and you've done enough talking. Put him up, I'm coming at you. No, Riley, wait! Uh, you knocked out Bennett. <laughs> Gillis, why did you have to duck? I should have known you couldn't be trusted. But I told him the real truth, you big baboon. He was willing to send Junior to camp. Now look at him. Unconscious. It's a cat's apostrophe. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bennett, forgive me. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean oh, to... All right, Riley. Don't hold it against me. Let Junior go to camp. All right, Riley. All right. He can go. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Bennett. All right, Riley. Put me down. <laughs> Oh, Brother Gillis, how could I misjudge you? I thought you were a cheat who couldn't be trusted. How could you, Brother Riley? I was wrong. I apologize. And from now on, I swear, you're one cheat I'll always trust. <laughs> Riley's will be back in half a minute. To clean teeth safely, brush them with teal. Teal contains no abrasives, protects teeth from gum line cavities, cavities ground in by daily use of toothpastes and powders containing harsh abrasives. Avoid such cavities by using T-E-E-L, teal, the refreshing liquid dentifrice. And now a word from the star of our show, the man who makes Riley so smiley, William Bendix. Folks... For every boy and girl who'll be in summer camp these next few months, there are thousands more who'll be playing on the sidewalks of our busy cities. Too often a child may forget and step off that sidewalk without thinking. So let us, who drive automobiles, do the thinking. Let's go slow. Let's watch the road. Let's not use our cars to silence the laughter of little children. Good night. Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week. You have a life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Ship, and Jack Brecker. Tonight's cast included Paula Winslow, Scotty Beckett, John Brown, Dink Trout, Herb Vigran, Mary Lansing, and George Peroni. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. It's a washing miracle for silk, nylons, woolens, dishes. What are you talking about? Dreft. I'll spell it. D-R-E-F-T. Dreft. 
Yes, ladies, and Drep spells faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's true. Take lingerie, for example. Why, Drep keeps my dainty underthings fresher and brighter than even expensive soap flakes. Right. You see, Drep is different from soap. Drep's rich suds rinse clean and clear. They simply can't leave any sticky deposit the way all soaps do. No wonder Drep keeps lingerie, stockings, new woolens, prettier and brighter far longer than any soap could ever do. With Drep, there's no soap fading. Yes, and for washing dishes, Drep is just unbelievable. Why, Drep makes my dishes shine even without wiping. Every woman knows how dishes washed with soap dry with a greasy film unless you polish them. Well, my Drept wash dishes drain dry, bright and sparkling. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. Yes, ladies. Decide now to open up this bright new world of beauty for your nice things, for your fine washables, for your dishes. So get Dreft in the bright green package. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-F-T. Dreft. Next time you shop, get Dreft. Listen again next week, same time, when Peel for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley for laughs. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.